Lord in prayer and uh, ask the Lord to bless us tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you have given us, Lord, and uh, to be on Zoom and to have this Bible study. God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to get into your word. And Lord, you know what's going on in the internet. You know what difficulties we've been having all day. Father, we pray for this hot spot on the cell phone to be strong and that we will not have any issues and everybody will be able to see the video and everybody will be able to hear the video and participate with us in our Zoom Bible study tonight. And Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory for those that are uh, getting ready to sign on, God. We just ask you, Father, for your divine touch upon everybody tonight and give us a good lesson in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 All right. So, let's see if we can get this, get this party started, okay? Assurance deficit disorder. Can you guys hear Where that? There is not the security and the assurance yeah. either about their Good. salvation or about their fellowship. And that's because it's based on the wrong criteria. John, the, the author of fellowship, the apostle of fellowship, the one who leaned on Jesus' Recording chest, in progress. Wants believers to be secure in their relationship with God both eternally and temporally. That's why he says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you who believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you might know that you have eternal life. Eternal life is not only an eternal destiny, it is an experiential relationship. And it wants us to be assured of both of where we're going to spend eternity and of our intimacy with God in time. God doesn't want you and I guessing about our relationship with God on either level. When he says these things, he's referring to the testimony of God that he's spoken about in verses 1 through 12 of 1 John 5. The testimony of God concerning his son. We're told to believe the testimony of God particularly the testimony of God concerning his son. That's why he says that the one, verse 10 of chapter 5, who believes in the Son of God, has the testimony within himself. So assurance is built in to confidence in the testimony of God. There was one occasion I had a trip in Iowa where I had to go speak. My wife decided that she was going with me, that is, until she found that they had to fly me out on a twin-engine plane. She decided that she no longer was going. I said, well, your faith is so small. And she said, that's because your plane is so small. <laughs> well, the plans got changed, and we found what I wound up going up on a, a major airline. She changed her mind and decided she was going to go with me. I said, well, your faith sure grew. She said, that's because the size of your plane sure grew. <laughs> In other words, it would be the object that would give testimony to her confidence. God says he cannot lie. He's given testimony to Jesus Christ. And this testimony to his son brings witness within ourselves. 
So if you're looking to anything outside of Christ to give you internal verification, you will also ride up and down, always ride up and down, this roller coaster of uncertainty. Because you never know whether you are good enough. You never know whether you obeyed enough. You never know whether you kept the law enough. You never know whether you were faithful enough. And so you're always on this uncertainty. But John doesn't want that uncertainty. He wants you to know you're standing before God. But he says there is an additional confirmation. Because he says with this confidence that has been internally verified because of our faith, in Jesus Christ, the object of God's revelation and testimony, that if we ask anything, verse 14 says, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. Wow. That means that the assurance of our relationship and our intimacy with Christ means that you can go to him confidently, boldly, knowing that he's going to respond according to his will. God has a plan. And if you are praying in his will because of the relationship and there is this sense of testimony or confidence about what you are praying, he says, expect an answer. Many Christians don't either bother to pray or don't have confidence when they pray because they're looking at the wrong thing. They're not looking at the assurance factor which gives them confidence in prayer about their need. Now, how do you know something is according to the will of God? That means it's consistent with the word of God, which he calls God's testimony. It's consistent with that. That's why whenever I'm praying about something, I ask God to validate it through his word. In football, they have a rule book. The rule book governs all the NFL teams. All 32 teams have to abide by the rule book in every game. But every team has a different playbook. The playbook are the different individual plays that they have for various situations that they will face on the field. Well, God has a rule book. That's his word. But when you're praying, you're praying about a playbook. You're praying about individual things, praying about individual scenarios operating in your life. God says that he always answers according to the rule book that is according to his will, but you're praying about a playbook. But if you're operating within the rule book and it's something God plans to do, he gives you an internal confidence that he's going to do it regarding the play, the particular scenario you're crying out to him for because of a need in your own life. And he even goes so far as to say this power in prayer affects our relationship with other believers. If anyone sees his brother committing sin, not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give life to those who commit sin, not leading to death. John's concern is not only about our own Christian life, but about our relationship with others. That's why there's so much about loving one another in the book of 1 John. And what he says is, we can not only get confidence when we pray for ourselves, but when we want to see lives of others changed who are in the family of God, we've got the power to do that because of our own faith in Jesus Christ and the assurance that that faith brings. So, he wants you to know that this world, verse 19, lies in the hands, in the power of the evil one. Now, why is that important to know? 
The closer you are to the world, the further you are from assurance. And the further you are from assurance, the more you cannot have confidence when you pray. Conversely, the further you are from the world, that system headed by Satan that leaves God out, and the closer you are to the Lord, then the more confidence you have about the things concerning which you pray. So if you want to answer prayer, go from the world to the Lord, getting the assurance because of your growing faith and confidence in the object, Jesus Christ, knowing that those prayers will be answered. And then he accents it by this statement, little children, guard yourselves from idols. Verse 21. An idol is any noun, any person, place, thing, or thought that you look to as your source. It can be a sophisticated idol, an American idol. It can be money, power, people, possessions. It can be anything that becomes your focus as your source. There's only one source, and that's the true God, and he can meet you in any number of resources. Idolatry says, I don't want the true God to be my source. I'll just use him as one of the gods. Nothing will keep you from confidence, answered prayer, and spiritual conviction like idolatry. And so you must run from anything that wants to trump God in your life if you want to see the assurance and the power of God working into and through your life. An idol is a bad photograph of a false god. The true god doesn't even let pictures be taken of him because it would break the camera. But the true God wants you to know if you will focus on him and the testimony that comes from him, he will give you witness to yourself that he is indeed operating on your behalf. Moses prayed. God said, I'm going to destroy the people because of their unbelief, their idolatry. But Moses interceded for them. And guess what the Bible says? God changed his mind. That's because Moses was close to God, even though the people were not. How much power is that? If you're close enough to God, you can affect what God does in the lives of other people you care about and love. Because he went to God based on God's word. God is so committed to the testimony that he gives us concerning himself and his son. That if you draw close to that testimony, he will work to you and through you to benefit you, but also to benefit the lives of others through you because of your closeness that they may not even have right then. All right, well, praise the Lord. That's, um, let's see if there's a way to uh, stop it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, there we go. All right, I think I've got to stop. Okay, well, that was a good one, um, and this is, we're in chapter 5 of 1 John. Uh, for those who are just coming on board with us, we want to welcome Shay with us tonight. It's her first time being with us. Miss Shay, how many people do you have uh, with you there listening, or is it just you? Uh, I'm around my whole family. Okay, how many people you got in your family then? It's my mom, dad, and brother. That's, that's four right there. Okay, well, we welcome everybody to join us tonight. Praise God for you. All right, Brother Corey, is your wife listening too? 
I know we've got some I'm people. I'm driving home from work. You're driving home from work and listening. Okay. Well, you be careful That's doing good. that, brother. <laughs> I got you. I hear you. All right. So, Brother Corey's five. I got a text a while ago that said um, Sister Patsy and Jeff and Malachi uh, were with us. All right. So, that's uh, that's eight. Uh, Miss Brittany, is your children there with you? Miss Brittany, you with us? I'm here. They're asleep. How did you get them to sleep this early? <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, I was just doing <laughs> All right. We got Miss Angel. Miss Angel, uh, give, you, you give me a high five or you got a question? Well, I got a question. Can you hear me? I, I can. I can. Go to the um, other screen and hit the little button at the corner to shrink that right now media. So it becomes a big screen for you on there. Yeah, I have no idea what you just told me to Over do. Over here on that right-hand corner. See down there at the very bottom? No. At the very bottom. See that? Yep, right there. Click on it. Can you see what I'm doing? Yeah, I can see what you're doing. Click on it. Okay. And now okay. what? Print that. With the little minus button up there. Oh, here? Yep. And make your Zoom full screen. Well, it's still Did it not. It? Did you hit stop sharing? Uh, no. Well, you need to do that. It says your screen sharing is paused. Yeah, you need to go to the top of the screen, go over and hit, uh, find where it says sharing screen, and hit stop sharing. Hit stop sharing. I'm going. Are you telling me to hit stop that sharing? That is my pillow. Yes, please. There you go. Okay. Now you can make your. Now I can see Miss. I can see Miss Brittany. I can see myself. I couldn't even see myself earlier. Yeah. Now you can see everybody. Okay. So, I see. I'm up to ten now. Got Al's eleven. And, uh, you know, the internet may be down. The internet may be down. Is it still working on it by my house? Yeah, so we've got, like I said earlier, when we started this, we're doing everything through my phone, um, and that is uh, through a hot, uh, hot spot. So, Corey was impressed. I actually knew what that was. <laughs> so, get your Bibles out, and uh, let's, let's turn to First John chapter 5. And uh, let's read over this, um, because, uh, you know, even though those, uh, some who are not with us because of internet problems, we are recording it tonight, and we'll be able to send this back out on the recorded session for them. Um, but in 1 John chapter 5, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begotteth, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. And this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 
Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself, and he that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son." And this is the record that God hath given unto us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. And he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you, that ye believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that you should pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world life in the wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him. That is true, even his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. I really like what Tony said um, about keeping yourself from idols and, and, and giving us a good description of what an idol is. Uh, you know, Tony was saying anything that or anybody that you count as your source and that source is not God, that is an idol. And I liked how he said that. Um, because God is our source. You know, our jobs are not our source. The government's not our source. Um, you know, uh, God is our source. He's the only one that can provide for us. Now, he will use different, um, different avenues. He will use different uh, ways and methods of meeting our needs, and sometimes he'll even use people. Well, actually, most of the time he'll use people um, in, uh, in blessing us. So uh, I really like the way Tony talked about that. But, you know, this whole Bible study we've been doing, and we finally got to the fifth chapter, uh, you know, with Tony uh, and giving us in this Bible study, we've been talking about love, the love of God. And I really can't express to you and really put into words uh, the message about the love of God in our hearts. We have got to learn to walk in love. We've got to learn to walk in the love of God, and not even our own love, but actually the love of God that supersedes and goes beyond human love. We've got to be able to 
get past the human love and see people the way Jesus sees them. Um, I had somebody tell me one time, uh, not too long ago, um, I made a comment that somebody was a good person and um, somebody came to me and was mad at me because I said that person was a good person. And they said, well, you don't, you don't know them like I know them. And I looked at them and I said, I do my best to see people through the eyes of Jesus. I don't concentrate on their past. I don't judge them based on what I've heard about them. I try to look at them through the eyes of Christ. And if we will do that, if we will learn to look at people through the eyes of Christ, then you can have compassion and you can, can begin to love them the way Jesus loves them. Um, and this is so important that we walk in, in love. Um, I had a dream last night. Um, and in my dream, um, most of the time when, I, when I'm dreaming, I don't know how you guys are, but most of the time you're dreaming, there's, one thing I, there's a couple things I can't do. First of all, I cannot answer my phone. I cannot call you. I, I can sit there. I had dreams where I got a phone in my hand, and I'm getting aggravated because I cannot use it. I cannot call. I, I remember one dream I was trying to call Angel, and I just could not figure out how to call her. Um, but most of the time, I cannot read in, in my sleep. If I'm, if I'm dreaming, I can't read, uh, can't read something. Um, it's in my dream. And most of the time, this aggravates me, and I wake up, and I realize I was just dreaming. But last night, I did read it. Last night, I had a dream that I was in a room, and, the and when I was in this room, and when the sunlight would come through the window, the sunlight would hit the wall, and written all over the wall in huge, in huge writing, in huge print, was the words, I will not forgive. I will not forgive. It was all over the wall. And uh, who, who, the person who wrote that on the wall um, was refusing to forgive somebody. And they wrote it all over the wall. Now, you could only see it when the sunlight hit it. Natural lighting in the in the house, the lights in the house. For a second. The the lights in the house did not reveal it, but it was the natural sunlight. Uh, do you say something, Miss Angel? Yeah, can I interrupt you for a second? Because you told me that it said, "I will not apologize." That's what I, I will not apologize. What did I just say? Forgive. Well, forgiveness yeah. and apology. Yeah, forgiveness and apology do go together. You're right, Miss Angel. Um, so forgiveness and apology goes together. They would not apologize. And, um, they were and, adamant about not apologizing. Exactly. So the dream, I dreamed about a certain person. I'm not going to mention the name of that person I dreamed about in this dream, but I actually, um, I called the family this morning on my way to work. And I told the family, I said, Hey, I had this dream <laughs> and I was in your house. And this is what I saw on the wall. And the person on the phone says, that's funny because the person you, you just mentioned is refusing to apologize to somebody. And they were dealing with that. Um, and they said, we've been talking to this person and trying to get this person to uh, you know, realize that they need to apologize. And they were refusing to do that. So when you, when you refuse to apologize to somebody, you know, um, First of all, you're not walking in love. You're not walking in love. And when you refuse to forgive somebody, you're not walking in love. And, um, and this is what came to me, is that we open the door for torment to 
come into our lives. Um, the, the demons that are assigned to us would want to torment us and, uh, and keep us in bondage. And they do this through the door of unforgiveness and through the door of, of a lack of love. So when we have a lack of love in our lives and we're not walking in the love that God has given to us, then we literally are open doors to the demonic spirits to torment us. Um, I know somebody right now that um, is, is totally in torment um, over their neighbor. Uh, they hate their neighbor. I mean, they are constantly in battle with their neighbor and, um, you know, and, and the thought that come to me was that, well, first of all, Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So there needs to be some love and some forgiveness extended to the neighbor. And uh, Bob also says, pray for those who uh, despitefully use you and persecute you, who do all kind of manner of evil toward you. Jesus said, we're supposed to pray for that person. Um, but this person that I'm thinking of tonight and I'm talking about refuses to do that, refuses to walk in love, and um, instead would rather walk in anger, would rather walk in bitterness, and, and, uh, and want to be angry about it. And then this person wants you to be angry too. So this person wants a crowd of people angry at the neighbors uh, instead of just making a decision that, hey, I, we're going to walk in love and forgiveness here. And this person that I'm speaking about tonight, I can tell you, is in torment, is in torment. And the, the demons have uh, been welcomed into that person's lives to torment them. And they don't realize the bondage that they're in, the bondage that they put themselves in, simply by refusing to forgive. Um, I forget exactly where Jesus said it at, but there's a scripture in the New Testament, and Jesus said that, that the whole world would know that we were his disciples because of the love of the brethren. They see the love of the church. When they see brothers and sisters in the church loving one another and taking care of one another, that the whole world would know we're the disciples of Christ. And um, yeah, I was thinking today at work as I was, you know, thinking about tonight's lesson and and thinking about my dream and everything, is the difference between um, I don't want to call it religion because I don't like the word religion, um, but our religion with with Christ, our relationship with Christ. You know, we worship Christ, and in, I guess in a way it is a religion uh, if you want a definition of it. But I don't like the word religion because so many people. Um, use religion in such a bad way. I like to tell people I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, not a religion with Jesus Christ, but actually a relationship with Him. But the difference between our religion and the other religions in the world, all of them, all the different religions that are in the world, the difference between them and Christianity is that Christianity, Jesus tells us to walk in love. He tells us to walk in love. He tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. He tells us if somebody slaps you on one side of the cheek, turn the other also. He says if somebody sues you for your, your coat, give them your cloak also. Um, he says if somebody asks ask you to go one mile, go with them two miles. 
And, uh, and, and so he, he tells us, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We know this as the golden rule. And some people don't know that's actually a scripture, but it's actually in the Bible. But that's the words of Jesus. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The difference between Christianity and all the other religions in the world is that we are a religion of love. We are a religion of loving thy neighbor, uh, loving one another, praying for one another, praying for our enemies, and uh, the other ones are not. The other ones, uh, there's some out there that actually tell you if you don't believe like they believe, they, then they're supposed to kill you. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, that's the difference. So if anybody ever asks you what's the difference, you tell them that our religion is a religion of love, that we walk in love. So, all right, Brother Corey's got something here. Let me see if I can uh, pull this up, Brother Corey. Okay, hang on, hang on a minute, my brother. I'm going to read it. I'll read it to everybody as soon as I get it pulled up here. Okay, Corey says, also, the only one where our God came and died for his followers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus is the only one that actually came to the earth and died He's the only one that came a man and died for, for his followers. That's right. They, they actually, the other religions want the followers to die for them. Um, so this is just a vast difference. It's a vast difference. But going back to love, you know, he tells us here, as we've been reading 1 John um, chapter 1 all the way to chapter 5, he's been telling us that if we are going to walk with him, then we have to walk in, in love. Because God is love. So if you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to learn to walk in love. And that makes that takes some decision making. Um, is it easy? No, it's not. Sometimes walking in love can be the hardest thing that you decide to do. Walking in love can be the hardest thing that you, that you choose to do. And you can say, well, Pastor, I just don't know how to forgive this person. You know, that's okay. Because Jesus does. What we need to do is make a decision. We choose to forgive. And then we say, Lord, I don't know how to forgive, but I ask you to help me. I ask you to show me. Let me see this person the way you see them and not the way I see them. And, and that's the first step. And if you'll do that, I'm telling you, God will begin to move in your soul. And he will begin to empower you to love others um, the way he loves them. Amen. Anybody got any any comments? Um, that was a good good comment there, brother Corey. Anybody else got any good comments this morning on on our Bible study? It's not morning. It's not morning. Did I say morning? I don't think you know what time to take you in. <laughs> Preachers have bad habits. Okay. Preachers have bad habits. We always think it's Sunday morning, no matter what time of the day it is. <laughs> Yeah, if we're talking to when we were talking to a crowd, it's always morning, man. <laughs> Brother Matthew just walked in and started laughing at me. <laughs> this is why I have to mute. My puppy's eating me. <laughs> so all right. I don't mute it. Anybody else got any good comments besides it's not morning? <laughs> all right, well let's turn over um turn over to second John. Second John, it's only one chapter. 
very short chapter at that. And let's look at 2 John. Now, uh, we'll be watching Tony next week um, in his comments about 2 John and then 3 John. So we're, we're almost done with Brother Tony's um, uh, teachings on this. So in 2 John, verse 1, it says, The elders and the elect lady of her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth, for the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, and mercy and peace, and from the God of the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly, and I have found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received the commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which... We had from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that he have heard from the beginning, and you should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. And he that abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of the elect sister greet thee. Amen. And you know, I find it interesting. John doesn't tell us who this lady is he's writing to. Um, but I, I, as you read this letter, though, it kind of makes you think that Whoever she is, she is a leader in her church. Maybe she has a house church. Maybe she's a female pastor. I don't know. Um, but she seems to be very important to John as, as he wrote this out. Um, you know, and again, he brings, up, um, he brings up the statement about people not believing that Jesus Christ uh, came in the, in the flesh. Okay, Brother Dwayne is actually able to join us now. Okay, welcome, Brother Dwayne. Um, so, again, he brings up the fact that uh, if somebody is saying that Jesus Christ did not come in the flesh, that they are deceiver and an antichrist. So this tells us that at some point in, this, in the church that he's writing to, that there was false teachers out there saying that Jesus did not come in the flesh. Um, so this teaching was saying that Jesus only came in the Spirit, and he was always in the Spirit, and never was a man. And that go, totally goes against the, uh, the Scriptures. It totally goes against the testimonies of Mary um, and all the Scriptures and all the, uh, the apostles that walked with him for three years. So, uh, but once again, he mentions this. So this must have been a huge problem at the time that he was, uh, he was dealing with. Um, but he goes on to say, and uses some strong language here in verse uh, verse 9 and verse 10, 
whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. And he that abideth, abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. And in verse 10, If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. So he's, he's using some pretty strong language here. Let you know, you ain't supposed to hang out with just anybody. <laughs> so, so we got to be careful with that. And uh, make sure that we're walking in love uh, with everybody at all times. So let's go ahead and go to 3 John. And we'll go ahead and read this. And then next week we'll see what Brother Tony is going to be uh, saying to us. We're going to 3 John. And it's just, uh, just 14 verses. It says, The elders unto the uh, well-beloved... You okay? <laughs> Uh, something done jumped on me. Sounds like something jumped on you. <laughs> Sharon, get off of him. <laughs> <laughs> Just say yes, ma'am, and you'll be okay, Brother Dwayne. Just say yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, beloved, yeah, I wish. Say yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly. When the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou that doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to the strangers, which have been borne witness of the charity before the church, whom if thou bringest forward on their journey after a godly sort, the salt that thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking no, nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such as we might be for fellowship, fellowship, fellow helpers. Okay, we'll get it out in a minute. To the truth. So, all right. So, you guys go ahead and, and, uh, and read the rest of this. And you can see one of the first things that he talks about is. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Amen. All right. Oh, you got, um, okay, I thought Brother Corey had another comment there. So you guys got any prayer requests tonight? Yeah, for sure. I don't know what's going on. Yesterday my throat started bothering me and I'm trying not to claim it. All right, so you need to, we need to pray for healing for Brother Dwayne tonight. I want to uh, pray for um, pray for Travis. Um, he had to go back to the dentist and have some more dental work done, and uh, he's in a lot of pain right now. Uh, so let's pray for him as well. Anybody else got a prayer request? Pray for my patience with this puppy. <laughs> Be nice to my puppy. <laughs> Your puppy's trying to eat me. <laughs> All right, let's see. I would like to pray for my mom and my nana on their health. All right, we sure will, Miss Shay. We'll pray for them. Corey's got mine and my dad's relationship. He doesn't want to talk to me. Been a month. Okay. Also pray for Sharon, brother-in-law, Ronnie Young. They're the 
doctor team is supposed to be meeting tomorrow and determine the plan of treatment. So pray that that would be for the best for him. All right. Anybody else tonight? Pray for the youth. Yeah, let's let's pray for Wednesday night service too. Our little children, the families. That's that, what I said. Yeah, their families as well. Um, let's, let's pray for them. Anybody else? And that, also the thir my Thursday night teens as well. Don't forget them. All right, let's pray for the teens and the little children. Anybody else tonight? I think we need to pray for Lester tonight. I don't know. What's going on with him? But he hasn't been in a while. All right. He won't really give you a good answer. Yeah. All right. Anybody else tonight? Brother Al, you being awful quiet tonight. Well, I don't have much to say there, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else got a prayer request tonight? Keep Miss Tisha's family in prayer with her mom and her grandma. Amen. Grandma's health problems again with her sugar and stuff. Okay. Just remember them. All right. If we don't have anybody else. Later in Washington. Who's in Washington? All them leaders is going crazy on money spending. Oh, yeah. Let's pray about the. Let's see, the Senate passed a $95 billion, I think it was, um, aid to Ukraine. Now it goes before Congress. Um, <laughs> my personal my personal opinion is it'd be to pray Congress vote it down. <laughs> That's what I think. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Let's pray that uh, God will give our government some uh, common sense. How's that? Common sense goes a long way. So. so, and pray for pray for election. I've been listening uh, listening to Fox News today, and Lord have mercy, our country's in in a mess. We we're in a lot of trouble uh, with this election coming up. So, anybody else? All right. Well, this is all. Go to the Lord in prayer, Brother Matthew. You gonna join me tonight? And uh, this is all. Pray in our own way. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, you've heard every prayer request, God, that's gone up before your throne on this Zoom Bible study, God. Father, we ask you for a divine touch right now. Touch Brother Duane's throat, God. Begin to remove whatever it is that's irritating his throat in the name of Jesus. Bring healing in Jesus' name. Father, we pray over this relationship with Brother Corey and his dad, God. We Bind the dark spirits that are hindering uh, his dad from receiving the gospel truth. And Father, we bind those dark spirits that are trying to separate a father and a son. Father, we speak right now words of love and encouragement into the situation. Father, Lord, that you would give Corey strength to overcome. And Lord, you bring healing into Corey's heart because I know it's just, it's just hard on him. And and there's, there's got to be uh, some some heartstrings being pulled here in this situation. But God, you can give him strength to overcome. And Father, we just ask you to do that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to pray over Shay's family, God. 
Lord, you know their needs right now. You know their physical needs or their health needs right now, Father. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to touch them in the name of Jesus. Lord, you would meet their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over them for healing right now, healing in their bodies, Father. And Lord, we just pray, Father. We pray for our children on Wednesday nights. We pray for our teenagers on Thursdays, God. Lord, that this church will be a lighthouse to these young people. Lord, that they will feel safe here, that this is a safe haven place for them to come to, God, and for them to be able to express themselves, Father. And Lord, we just ask you for, Lord, that you would be able to reach them through your word and through the Holy Spirit and anointing, God, be able to reach these children for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, you establish a relationship with these teenagers, God, that will take them right on into adulthood, Father. Lord, give them a good, solid foundation in your word and in your spirit tonight. And Father, we pray for Sister Letitia and her, her mother and her grandmother, God. Lord, that you would just bring healing and restoration and peace. Lord, we speak peace in Jesus' name over that family. Lord, we ask you for healing, body, and your touch, God. And Lord, we just pray right now, Lord, for you just to begin to work upon their behalf, Father. We dispatch the angels of heaven, even now, God, to go forth out upon the, the members of the church, God, the, the body of Christ, Lord, that you would bring healing and restoration. Father, that you would fix everybody's internet, Lord, so that we'll be able to have more of these Zoom Bible studies, God. And thank you, Lord, for this modern technology you bless us with. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for... All these prayer requests that's going up before you tonight, God. And Lord, I might have forgotten one, but you heard them all. You, they went to your throne, Father. We just ask you to move in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus, Father. We pray for our government. Lord, that you would give them common sense, Lord. Father, that you would just shut this, uh, this spending bill down in the name of Jesus. There's got to be another solution. There's got to be another way. Father, we ask you for righteous decisions to be made in the Congress. We ask you for righteous decisions to be made in the Oval Office and in the Senate, God. Father, we just pray that we just dispatch the angels of heaven, even now, to safeguard our country. We pray for our soldiers and for divine protection, no matter where they are around the world. God, that you would bring divine protection to our troops, God, in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over our troops, God, over our military bases around the world. We just ask you to send forth the angels and bring physical protection right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we know that you're not done with this country, God. We pray for revival in this country. Lord, that you would set the churches on fire of the Holy Spirit right now, that you would just bring revival to your church, Father. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're moving in our midst. And Father, we pray, Lord, over this situation, this shooting that happened in, at Lakewood. Father, we ask you right now, Lord, we pray, as we pray for the families of the victims. Father of Lakewood, we pray for this little boy that's in critical condition, God. We don't know too much about him right now, but Father, we know that you could be with him in that hospital room. Lord, that you could heal whatever damage was done to his, to his mind, to his brain, his head right now in Jesus' name. Father, that you would give him a good home to grow up in. And Father, we just pray right now, Lord, for over the victims. We pray for the church to be strong. And Father, we pray even for the, the person that, that did this crime, Lord, yeah. the, the, her family. 
her family must be grieving tonight as well. And Father, we just ask you, Lord, for your healing touch right now in Jesus' name in our country. We need you so much in our country right now and so much around the world. God, bring peace to Pakistan. Let the election be secured, Lord, that they have an established government, Lord, that can govern the Pakistan people right now. And Father, we pray for peace in Israel. We ask you to strengthen the Iron Dome. Lord, we pray for the strength of Jerusalem and peace and the strength of Israel tonight. Father, we pray for an end of this war in, in Gaza. Father, we pray that the hostages to be released, all 100 hostages that are still being held captive, God, we pray for their release tonight. Father, we pray for their health tonight, for their safety tonight. Lord, we pray for their families to be encouraged tonight. And we pray for the government to wait uh, the Israel government to, to make wise decisions tonight. Father, we pray for the end of the war in Ukraine, God. Lord, that you would just begin to rebuild that war-torn country right now and put an end to all of the conflicts in the East, in the Middle East right now, Father. And Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' holy and righteous name for our prayers tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. All right. Well, tonight, tonight we, uh, Brother Corey, when you was here, I forgot to give you your book. If you will um, text me your email, I'm not your email, your physical address. If you text me your physical address, I'll mail you the book. Or, um, or you can just come by and see us on Sunday. That'll work too. You let me know how you how I can get this book to you. But if you got the book with you tonight, Praying with Jesus, and I believe um, most of you on here do have the book um, with you. Maybe Shay and her family probably the only ones that don't. Um, but you guys can listen with us. We're going to be on page 19 in Praying with Jesus. It's page 165, day 19. It's called God's Unfailing Love. And the Bible verse is Romans 8, 38 through 39, for it says, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other cre any other creature, created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. All right, so here's the, here we get into the prayer. Y'all ready? Getting into the prayer. All right, let's see. We got a, I got a new message here. See me next Sunday. Okay, brother, when you come for the food, uh, the food bank ministry, make sure you ask me about the book. Okay. All right. Well, Miss Shay, you remind me Sunday. Come Sunday, and um, I think I'll have a book I can give you. Um, you remind me about it Sunday as well. So, page one sixty-five. Says God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we enter into your presence in praise and worship. Thank you for your privilege of prayer. We approach your throne with a humble heart. We are hungry and thirsty for your presence in our lives. We come to you in the name of your Son Jesus, who loved us and gave Himself for us. We are grateful for your unfailing love. The enemy would tell us that your love is limited and fickle, but we know that you have loved us with an everlasting love. <laughs> according to Jeremiah 31 and 3. And we know that nothing can separate us from your love, and we praise you for your love. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just <laughs> thank you so much for the love of the Father, the love of the Son, and the love of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for bestowing <laughs> this love upon us. Oh, you have blessed us with the love of God and would teach us how to walk in that love so we can walk in this love toward other people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, Psalmist of David, Psalms 146, verses 1 through 10. So y'all read along with me and help me pray this out. You got the book there. It says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God. While I have my being, do not put your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His spirit departs, he returns to the earth, and in that very day his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth to see and all that is in them, who keep truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He re relieves the, the, father, the fatherless and the widows. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? That's a good one. That's a good one. Praise God. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell you, I really like this book. It's got some good prayers in, uh, uh, prayers in here. <clears throat> Dear God, we praise you with singing. We follow the example of David, who praises you and saying, Be exalted, O Lord. In your own strength, we will sing and praise your power. That's in Psalm 21 and 13. So, Lord, we exalt you. We sing and praise your power. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your, this testimony. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Psalms 126 and 3. Lord, we acknowledge the us and the we in the psalmist's testimony. We thank you for your, our local church and for the global church. In Jesus' name. And then he goes into the Lord's Prayer. Alright, so even if you don't have a book, you know the Lord, Lord's Prayer. You can pray with us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not a temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for years is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. You can share in the ministry of Christ as intercessor. We pray your kingdom will come. We pray your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we listen to you now so that you will show us the people who need our prayers. Let your Holy Spirit guide our thoughts and our prayers. So this part in this book, we're to think about people in our lives or maybe somebody we know or sometimes the Lord just lays somebody on your heart to pray for them. So I want you to do that right now. Whoever the Lord has laid on your heart, just begin to call their name out. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, for those that are 
that are being mentioned into our hearts and our souls right now, God, that you would just bless them. Lord, as, as the names are being released from the lips of your saints right now, Lord, as we are interceding together, I put my faith with their faith. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over these people, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over them in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, we ask you for a divine healing and a touch in their bodies, God. Bring peace and restoration. Meet their needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, and help them and teach them to walk in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. You know, it's funny. I was talking, we, we prayed. While we were praying, I was praying for Pakistan. I don't know if you keep up with the news around the world, but Pakistan had just had an election, and uh, it's a mess. They're trying to figure out who the who's supposed to be leading the country, and it's a mess right now. So let's pray. And it's actually in this book on page 168, for praying for Pakistan. So let's intercede for Pakistan. Almighty God, we intercede for the people of Pakistan. We pray for the persecuted Christians there, and we ask that you protect them from the abuse and from the attacks of the Islamic extremists. I anoint the believers to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Grant your church's favor in their commitments. Strength, strength forth your hand to heal and to work signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. We intercede for the Muslims and for the other non-Christians in Pakistan. Open their eyes to the truth of the gospel. Give them relationships, revelations about Jesus Christ. And we pray that the people of Pakistan will turn to you. Now we, we have a church in Pakistan. It's called Rise Up Church. It's a church of God, actually. Uh, it's been planted in Pakistan. And let's pray for, pray for that church in particular. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the Rise Up Church in Pakistan, God. We thank you for their pastor, their leaders. Lord, we ask you to touch them. We ask you to bring healing and restoration to their church and to their body of Christ. We ask you to meet their needs according to your riches in glory. We ask you to send the angels for physical protection in that church, Lord. And we ask you, Father, that you would lead them and guide them, Lord, in the decisions that they have to make, doing with their government and the chaos that is happening in their country today. And, Father, we just ask you, Lord, for their economical strength, Lord, as the economy is falling apart. But, Lord, you know how to sustain this church. You know how to sustain this church people, and you know how to sustain this pastor. And we ask you, Father, to move upon their behalf. Send forth the angels even now to prosper them. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. And you guys can go on. There's a, a couple of more pages in this uh, chapter, but we are out of time. Can you believe an hour is already gone? It's already been an hour? Oh, my goodness, man. It's like we just got started. <laughs> I tell you, time goes by so so fast uh, on here. Hey, uh, uh, welcome, Shay, and your family. Hey, I am thrilled that you guys are with us tonight. Welcome to the family. And uh, so thrilled that all of our regular, so thrilled all of our regular folks are here with us tonight as well. And um, look forward to seeing you guys. Now, Brother Dwayne has a uh, adult Sunday school class on Wednesday nights. You guys are all welcome to come and be a part of that. And, of course, we have our children's ministry on Wednesday night as, as well. But uh, God bless you, and I look forward to seeing all of you here in church. If I don't see you tomorrow, I'll see you Sunday.
God bless you, and uh, we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Recording stopped.